Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Once again, it's a privilege to be here. I just want to share a word with you in our pastor's absence that I hope will just do a work in your heart. Amen? Amen. Prepare us for life. You say, Elder Mike, we already live in life. Yeah, but we still need to be prepared day by day. Because we're in a changing world, and it seems to be changing and moving fast, and there's a whole lot of things that we wanted to do this year, and we look up, and it's almost August. Everybody, yeah. I know I missed a few months somewhere. I don't know if I will sleep that long or what happened, but I missed a few months. I looked up, and it's almost August. But God is good. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows everything that's happening in our lives. And even when it seems like life is moving too fast, he's always right on time. He knows the timing of our lives. He knows every moment and every day. So we just thank God for who he is and all that he does for us, in us, and through us. Uh, What I want to share with you today is uh, from the book of Mark. And, uh, This passage uh, actually talks about end times. Jesus is talking to his disciples and telling them of things to come. Uh, Even in in this book, he's sharing with his uh, different things with his disciples um, of what will happen, not just to the Jewish community, but to the church uh, in general. But mainly this passage is talking, he's talking to the Jewish community and letting them know uh, what will happen, what will happen to the temple, uh, about him dying, him uh, being resurrected, things like that. And the disciples are asking him questions about those things to come. They're asking the questions of when. So we're going to pick up in the book of Mark in chapter 13. And I told I was just teasing with Corey because I I know I can get to talking, and I may give you a point, but you might not hear another point. You'll hear it, but I won't say it. I told Corey, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to tell him when there's a point. I'm going to tell him. I won't get too excited and keep moving forward. I'm going to do better. But in this passage, uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and they're asking Jesus that question. They just uh, are inquiring about, Jesus, all these things that you are saying is going to happen in the future. When? When? Give us a sign. Isn't it just like us always want a sign? We want to know before we know. God showed me something. I remember early on when I I first became a believer and, you know, we were pressing through. I won't tell that story, but uh, because she's looking at me, she's like, I don't tell that one. But (laughs) it's some things I kept in the Lord. You got to show me. You got to show me if I'm really supposed to be doing this. If I'm really supposed to be going through this, you got to give me a sign. And I think sometimes God says, yeah, well, I'm going to help you out this time. I'm going to give you a sign because you really need a sign. 
But they're asking Jesus to give, tell us when these things are going to happen. What's going to be the sign? And Jesus obliges them later on and starts to give them instructions. But that's not really where I want to go today. I want to deal with the fact that in the last verse that we'll cover uh, this morning, I believe it's chapter, uh, verse 13 in chapter 13. Jesus is telling them, listen, you're gonna, you want signs, you want to see what's going to happen or how things are going to happen. But he's telling them, if you endure everything that's coming your way, if you endure to the end, it's going to solidify your salvation. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It said, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Now, we know we are saved by believing that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. That he's died on the cross for our sins. That on the third day, God rose him. He rose from the dead. He lives right now. He's making intercession for us right now. We are saved because of our belief in him. The Savior. The deliverer, the redeemer, the restorer of our soul. We're saved for no other reason other than Christ in the cross. Amen? Amen. But he says here, if we endure to the end, that's telling me that something's going to come across our path from the beginning to the end. Some things are going to happen. From that beginning point of our salvation to that ending point, which only God knows. Amen. Amen. Only God knows. And Jesus even said it when he was walking this earth. He said, only my father knows the day and the time. So we don't know our day and the time. Amen. We hope it's a long time. Praise the Lord. I do. I want to be here for a long time because I know there's a lot of things I have a desire to do for the Lord. But I know more importantly, he has a desire and a purpose for my life. There's some things he wants me to accomplish here on this earth. So I say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. But in the midst of that, he says, Mike, you got to endure to the end. Some things not going to feel good. Some things aren't going to go good. Some people aren't going to act right. I'm going to act right, but some other people. I know y'all going to act right, too. Y'all going to do right. Y'all going to do right. But some people aren't going to act right towards you. A lot of things are going to happen in between that beginning time and that end time. But we have to endure to the end. Let me just share this real quick. I was talking about my nephew uh, for earlier service, 8 o'clock service. My nephew is a, a runner. He runs long marathons, and I, don't, I think he does Ironmans and all that kind of stuff. I mean... He's been doing this for, I guess, maybe 10 years or so. He's in his early 30s, but he's consistent, and his goal is to run the Boston Marathon. But he consistently runs to build his endurance. He consistently runs to lower that time, because there's a qualifying time to be able to be uh, uh, admitted and allowed to run in that race. But I think he's only a couple minutes off, or he may be there by now, and I haven't checked with him. Matter of fact, if you're listening, Tim, call me. <laughs> I've been trying to call him. I hadn't talked to him in a little while. And that's how you use the streaming. Yeah, ho- hopefully he's streaming and watching the service. Amen. But 
He's building his endurance. Over these years, he's been working at it. He has a goal in mind. He has a destiny in mind. And he's building up his endurance so he can run in that marathon. God is calling each and every one of us to build up our endurance. Build ourselves up in our faith. Prepare ourselves for the things that are to come so we can get to the destiny that he already prepared for us. God wants each and every one of us to endure to the end, to endure to the end. Just like he has to train, we have to train. How do we do that? Renewing our mind. The Bible tells us that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to rely on the word of God to change our thinking, to change our living, to change our very being. We have to allow God to transform us to build up our endurance so we can make it through the, to the end. I know you're saying, hey, none of the text yet. I'm going in right now. Here we go. So let's go to the text. Let's go to the text. Let's look at some of these things that uh, is going to come across our path and why we need to build up our endurance. Chapter 13, the book of Mark. And as I mentioned earlier, he's talking to his disciples. Verse two, I'm just going to start there. He said, and Jesus said to him, do you see these great buildings? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back to verse one. And he came out of the temple. One of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. I just want to point out something with that real quick, and then we're going to get back to the text. We have to make sure we're not distracted by the beauties and the delicacies and the, the, the limelights of the things that's happening around us. The disciples who have been walking with Jesus, they've been in the temple. And of course, Jesus is continuing to teach and train them and show them what's to come. What's the mission? Discipleship. Getting to know God. Building a relationship with him. And they're looking at the stones in the building. We have to make sure we don't get distracted by the beauties of this world and lose focus of the mission of Christ. Make sure we don't get distracted. It looked like they they were in the temple and the text said they were sitting outside of the temple looking back at the temple and they were just consumed with the temple and not the teachings that Christ was giving them. To build up our endurance, we need to hear the word of God. We got to hear what Christ is saying to us each and every moment of our lives. That's going to build up our endurance for the things to come. So there's just a side note. Let's keep moving. So as he sat in the Mount of Olives opposite, uh, he talked to them privately. And they asked him the questions. Tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign when all these things are about to accomplish, to be accomplished. And Jesus began to say to them, see that no one leads you astray. Point number one. I did good. I did good. (laughs) Be mindful of the deceivers. Be mindful of the deceivers. I'm reading from the uh, the English Standard Version. It says, see that no one leads you astray. I believe in the King James it says, take heed. 
That take heed means pay attention. Pay attention to what people are saying. Pay attention to the lies and the false doctrines. Pay attention to those who are telling you things that's trying to take you outside of what the word of God is saying. He said, we got to pay attention. He said, people are going to be coming and say, listen, I'm sent by God. Or I am God. I thought about this, and I didn't share this in the first service, but there's, and you guys may be familiar with this, there's a guy in, in the Russian mountains right now who's walking around in a long robe with the long beard, the flowing curly hair, and he's the Messiah. Uh, I'm serious. And he has a large cult of people following him. Because he's promised them and they're building this society of people where they're living in peace and harmony, where they're living according to his ways and his will. But when did his ways and his will become God's ways and God's will? He's claiming to be the Messiah. We've had other instances where people have come and said, I'm your uh, uh, savior. I mean, many of you may, I'm looking around, y'all old, it's me, all right. Y'all remember the Jim Jones incident when those people were swayed and taken over to Guyana and they were believing because they wanted hope. They wanted hope that life could be better. The scripture says, take heed, pay attention, beware of the deceivers. People are going to be coming with some false doctrines. They're going to be coming and teaching us that there's more than one way. People are going to be coming and saying, listen, the Bible doesn't really say, does it? Does that not sound familiar? Did we not hear that from the beginning of time when the enemy said, did God really say? Pay attention. Sometimes we hear things that sound real good because it's so close. So close to the truth. And he, the enemy is, this is how he works. He'll catch you at a time where that's so close is just what you need to hear. To move you off of what God is doing in your life. So the scripture says, pay attention. What are you paying attention to? What does not line up with the word of God? Pay attention. Stay in your word. Build up your endurance. Because your endurance is for the fight. The endurance is for the fight. So he said, take heed, pay attention. Said many will come saying in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. That's the unfortunate part. That there are going to be many people that will follow the deceiver. The scripture tells us that. But what's our job in that? Catch and help those before they're led astray. The Bible tells us to go into all the world and make disciples. Our job is to continue to teach and preach and help others be transformed, help others understand that they got to build up their endurance. They got to stay in the word of God. They got to know what thus says the Lord. They got to know what's right according to the will of God. Our job as disciples of Christ is to disciple others. That's the mandate that he's given us. But we can't disciple if we're not being discipled. If we're not paying attention, 
if we're not warding off the deceivers with the truth of the word. So we have to make sure we help those who are not in the faith to come to the faith so they can build up their endurance. Amen. So he said many will go astray because of the deceiver. He said, then you're going to start hearing things. Now, see that verse seven. Wars, rumors of wars. When hasn't there been wars? Yeah, I think you had an answer. OK, because wars have been, have been going on since Cain and Abel. Warring has been going on since sin entered into the world. So we can't let wars and rumors of wars be what moves us to believe one way or another. See, it's those things that gets us to thinking that the, the end is coming. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do these things to save myself. Jesus says, don't be alarmed. And in the English Standard Version said, don't be alarmed. Don't let that move you. I thought about this and I said, Mike, this is just your crazy thing. This is just me. But if they push the button for the nuclear bomb, nuclear bomb, where you gonna go? I'm just, just me. I'm just. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know fallout shelters, and you know, the, the president and the Senate and all of them have those bomb shelters. Where are we gonna go? I'm, that's just me. I'm sorry, guys. That's just how I think through it. So why worry myself? I don't have to worry because my salvation is sure. I know what happens to me when I leave this place. My salvation is sure. I know what happens if a fool push the button. <laughs> We're not going to call no names. We're not going to say anything. Just if it happens. My salvation is sure. I know my eternity is sure. I know this is not the... In all, tell all, living in this earth. I have a heavenly home that I get to go to. I have a heavenly father I get to dwell with. I have a savior who's already made the way for me to be with him in eternity. My salvation is sure. So Jesus said, don't be alarmed. Don't worry yourself. Don't be trying to get all the canned goods that they have in Georgia. (laughs) Don't buy up the grocery store. Don't do it. I used to buy up all the canned goods. My wife told me I can't buy them no more. <laughs> she liked frozen vegetables or fresh stuff. Okay. okay. But don't worry yourself. Don't get all consumed with those uh, uh, things that you hear in the news. I, I try not to look at too much news. It can really hurt your heart, can't it? But on the flip side, he tells me to pay attention. I got to know what's going on around me. I got to understand how the enemy is trying to move. I got to understand. So don't, but don't let it consume you. Don't be alarmed. He said, all these things must take place. But the end is not yet. And he goes on to say, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Here we go, earthquakes in various places, famine. They're just the beginning. 
So we said earlier, it, it, it's been going on for thousands of years. These different type of things have been happening in our world. And Jesus said, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. So what that tells me that we are just in the beginning stages of being persecuted. These wars, we worry about wars because we're dealing with people. We're dealing with lives. That's why we concern with war. People lose their lives in wars. But once again, when your salvation is sure, you don't have to be consumed with those wars. When earthquakes and famines and things of that nature comes and happens to our environment, we don't have to be consumed with those things and when they're happening. I, I mentioned this earlier, even when uh, Katrina and all those things, and I feel for all those people who were involved in uh, even the tsunamis over in the islands, people were coming out and saying, yeah, God is cleansing the earth of all the sinners. I said, well, there's a lot of sinners in Lothonia and Stone Mountain. I'm missing some folks. <laughs> but your doomsday preachers and your doomsday people want to say what God is doing. No, this is just happening with nature. So let's not say God is cleansing up sinners because I know it's some of us. Amen. God might have missed when he sent the wave. Praise the Lord for forgiveness. Amen. 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 So the famines, he said, but they're just the beginning. But here it is. Be on your guard. Once again, pay attention. Be on your guard. As the body of Christ, we always have to be on guard. We have to be on guard. Not only just because of the things that happen in our world environment, but even in our church environment. The scripture tells us that he'd say they're going to bring you in, the councils, you're going to be beaten in the synagogues. And once again, we're talking about the Jewish community, but if we apply that today, character assassination, gossip, all those type of things, that happens sometimes a little bit too much in our churches in our communities, in our social environments. We got to be on guard not to get or attack those that's doing it, but to help those to understand that we're in this together. We are all believers. We are all the body. We can't assassinate one another's character. We can't treat others unfairly. We can't do the things that the world is doing that we see in the media. We can't emulate that same type of behavior in the church. Because if we do, we won't be a witness. Got me, Corey? <laughs> Corey helped me with that one, actually. Just sharing with me. But we can't, our witness will be tainted. We'll tell people we're Christians, yeah, I'm a believer, I'm a follower in Jesus Christ, but her over there, I don't know about her, she go to church. And the people that you're witnessing to, the people that you're talking to, saying, well, yeah, but I don't want to go to church with you. If you're talking about her, I know no sooner do I walk away. 
the tides will turn towards me. We have to be a witness. All of this happens when we build up our endurance in the word of God. All of this happens when we stay connected to the body of Christ and grow in him, building up our endurance. But we have to make sure the church and more importantly, us first are a witness to Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us because all that we do, we're doing for his name's sake. We're doing it for the sake of Christ's name. So when we do good, to God be the glory. In Jesus' name. We say when we pray, we want something in Jesus' name. We say it quick. And then we also say, yeah, when I'm talking about something, but the Lord know my heart. Yeah, he know it. Yeah, you know. That's why we have forgiveness and repentance. But our witness has to be such that the world, when they see us, when they encounter us, when we talk to them, when we share the truth of the gospel, that people will desire to be a part, to know him. They will desire for their salvation to be assured. They will desire Christ. Not us, Christ. Because they'll learn as, they go, as we go through persecution how we walk through it. They'll see how we, when we dealt with a difficult time, how we navigated through it. They'll see that the word of God is what kept us, strengthened us. And even in those tough times, as we look down the scripture, and I'm going to walk you right to it. It says... We're proclaiming the gospel, verse 10. Say the gospel must first be proclaimed to all the nations. They said, but when they bring you to trial, deliver you over, don't be anxious beforehand what you are to say, but say whatever is given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but it's the Holy Spirit. You cannot do this by yourself. I cannot do this by myself. We have to. We must. It's the only way. It's with the Holy Spirit. The scripture tells us that he's going to give us the word to say. When persecution, when we're going through these trials of life, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us. We can't pre-plan I don't care your education level, the knowledge level, your skill level. You can't pre-plan your way out of some of the things that may hit your life. You can't prepare for it. The Bible tells us that the, 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 the devil seeks, he seeks like a, a roaring lion. He's seeking to devour. Y'all, you guys have seen those shows when they land in the brush and that, the, the, what you get, the antelope or the deer or whatever come trekking by just having a happy or go lucky day. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's on his back, biting and chewing. The enemy, is, he's waiting for those moments. Think about it. When one of them get away and they're running, it's just an endurance test then. It's just an endurance test. They just running. Who's going to give out first? Who's going to get tired first? And without the Holy Spirit, you're going to give out. You're not going to have the strength. You're not going to have the power. You're not going to be able to endure to the end because the line's coming. You better keep running. 
you better keep running. But we only do that through the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. We got to have him. We got to have him. We can't do it ourselves. We can't do it ourselves. And it's until that time that we submit ourselves fully to the spirit of God and say, Lord, I'm yours. Have your way. Do what you will. That endurance will not build up in us because we'll continue the wars. We'll be warring against him. The rumors of wars, we'll be thinking about how we can get out of spending that time with him. We'll be in conflict with him. And until we submit to him, we won't have the endurance to run this race. So we're talking about our worldview, being mindful and watchful of the deceivers, to be on your guard, to be a witness. If you look further down here in the text, verse 12, it hits home. And it, it really, really hits home because it talks about brother will deliver brother over to death. Father will his child unto death. Ch- children against parents and have them put to death. And this is the last thing it says. It says, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. Living this Christian life is not easy. Especially because we live in a world where non-believers are constantly attacking and warring against us. But we still have to endure to the end. I didn't mention this earlier, but our endurance has to do something uh, that our enemies won't have understanding of, and that's the love of Jesus Christ. The word of God is to teach us to love God, but the second command was to love our neighbors as ourselves. Our walk is to teach us how to love even our enemies, love them into the kingdom. Love him to a place where Paul, even as he said to his jailer, I mean, as he worshiped and he was jailed, where his jailers had to ask him, what do I got to do? What do I have to do to be saved? I just, the way I'm living is not getting it. I need what you have. We have to love in such a way that our enemies will start to look at us and say, I need what you have. I need to live the way you're living. I need to be able to trust the one that you're trusting. I need the spirit that's moving and living in you that I might be able to endure this thing called life to the end. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I have for you. I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you that God is for us and not against us. The things that are happening in our world today, it, it can sometimes make us believe that there's no hope. But the bottom line is Jesus Christ is our hope. He's our hope of glory. He's our hope of abundance in life. He's our hope in all things. 
And we can trust him because he's not a man that he should lie. He's true to his word. Everything that he has said has come to pass. So he's our hope. So no matter how bleak this world try to make it seem, if we endure to the end, if we endure to the end, your end may be different from my end, but your eternity in Christ is the same as my eternity in Christ. So if we endure to the end, as the scripture says, we shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for his word. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.